Good morning. Welcome. I have a few announcements. First, let me let you know that Craig and Shelly and their daughters, Jenna Nicole and Allison Lee Reese, joined the church at the 9 o'clock service, and we're very happy and welcome them to our fellowship. Craig and Shelly Reese and family. All right, Ice Cream Social is set for Sunday, August the 19th from 5.30 to 7 in the Family Life Center. This kicks off our fall semester of Sunday night programs for children and adults. We will also recognize new members who have joined since this time last year. So if you, if you joined since this time last year, we want you to come and be our guest at this ice cream uh, social. And all the rest of you have to bring the ice cream. So if you, we need you to, to, to bring ice cream, uh, see Wayne or Christy Marsh or Katie Jeter uh, to, uh, to let them know what you're going to do. And then coming up on August the 26th, Promotion Sunday is August 26th in both services. We, and until that date, children will remain in their current Sunday school classes. But then on that date, third graders will receive their Bibles uh, during both services, and parents of rising third graders must contact uh, Katie Jeter to make sure she has your name on the list and let her know which service you plan to attend on that Sunday. Thank you. Today we are going to practice the sacrament of Holy Communion. There is a few changes and I, I'm going to give you a few a little heads up. Uh, one thing is if you need uh, a gluten-free wafer, the gluten-free wafers are on each end, the very end around here. And if you need assistance, if you'll raise your hand and we will bring the communion elements to you. We're, Jessica came to me and I had our, one of our many meetings we've had since I got here. And she says, have you ever done the musical responses for communion? I said, guess what I've been doing the last few years. So she was thrilled and I was thrilled. So you will see when we get to the communion, there's an insert and you follow the insert along. And when you see the musical responses, they will be done musically. For example, when I do the Lord be with you, you would come back and say, and also with you, okay? Then when you get to the second part, it's going to be done like an echo style, like a canter, and Jessica will do, the, will do it first. She'll go, holy, holy, holy Lord, but she'll be singing. You know, I can't sing, but she'll be singing. And then you would do it back to her, okay? So just follow her direction in the choirs, and I think you'll find this very uh, powerful meaning. This is the way it's done uh, at, at annual conference, and uh, it's done this way in a lot of churches, and it's really, it's, part, it's in our hymnals, been there for a long time. But it's a wonderful new way to celebrate and experience uh, Holy Communion. Holy Communion will be offered now here. Uh, you will have an opportunity once every month, depending on what service it is and what time it is. In other words, what the season is. But there will always be an opportunity for you to partake in communion uh, once a month. So it's not won't be once a month in each service. It'll just be once a month in one of the services, or it will be once a month, like you know, Holy Thursday or Christmas Eve, things like that. So I hope I'm so happy that uh, see you here today, and I hope and pray that you will feel the Spirit with us as we partake in this most blessed sacrament of communion.
Let us begin our worship together. The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Almighty God, your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshiped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth, now and forever. Amen.
Let us affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. seated. Let our children come up for our children's time. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? We have some sunshine today. It kind of rained yesterday, didn't it? Um, when I was growing up, one of the things I liked to do was play games. Do you like games? We used to play um, Parcheesi and Monopoly and card games. And um, Do you still play games like that sometimes? Besides video games? <laughs> okay. One of the things when you play games is sometimes you make a mistake and you didn't mean to move the move you made, and you want a do-over. Have you ever asked for a do-over? Can I take that back and do it again? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to have do-overs, but usually your friends don't want you to have a do-over when you're playing a game. A do-over is kind of like a new beginning. We can start all over again. We forget about what the other thing was, and we get to start all over again. You're fixing to start school pretty soon, and that's kind of like a new beginning, isn't it? New teachers, new friends, new classroom, new subjects, new things we have to learn. It's a new beginning for us. Well, God gave us a new beginning. Did you know that? When his son came, he told us that through him our sins could be forgiven and we could start all over again like a new beginning. Isn't that nice? Because sometimes we don't do the right things and sometimes we don't say the right things and Sometimes we hurt people's feelings, and sometimes we roll our eyes at mom or dad because we don't like what they said, and we sometimes need a new beginning. This morning, we're going to have communion, and communion reminds us all of that new beginning. 
we can start all over again tomorrow. As soon as we take communion, we can start all over again. And all the things we may have done we wish we hadn't done. And all the things we may have said to people we wish we hadn't said. And all the times we wish we had told somebody we loved them and we didn't. It's kind of forgotten. And we get a new beginning and a new start. That gives us all a wonderful feeling inside, a warm feeling inside. It does me. So this morning, we're going to get a new beginning. Okay? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your son who allowed us to be forgiven and allowed us to start all over again, refreshed and anew and forgiven. Help us as we go through our lives, help us as we go through this day to remember to be better, to remember to say thank you, to remember to say I love you, to remember to say, God, thank you so much for what you gave us in your son Jesus Christ. Amen.
Let me give you a short report on Pastor Brenda. She did finally get out of the hospital late Tuesday. She's now over at the cottages here in Greer for a rehab, and we're so thankful that she's close, and uh, her rehab is going good. She's still having some issues with her blood and work and her heart, her blood pressure, but um, we hope she'll get home maybe sometime this week. We go to the follow-up surgeon uh, visit tomorrow, so maybe we'll know more then. But thank you for your continued prayers and your cards and uh, best wishes. I'll direct your attention, of course, to all those who are listed in our prayer list and to make sure that you pray for them not only today but through the week. Let us bow our heads in prayer. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O Lord, open our lips that our mouths may proclaim your praise. For you fill us with joy and gladness of salvation. Your glory overcomes the burdens of the world and invites us to live a new life. And so we come this day offering our worship. And we come before you knowing that your ways are far beyond our understanding. And even though everything we need comes from your bounty and, and nothing are we left in want, we follow our own ways and take those things which please us. And then we must confess that we show contempt, often then for your word, and we do evil in your sight. And our sin, O oh God, is ever before us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O oh God. According to your steadfast love, wash away our sin, restore us to joy. It is your gift that we are called into many ministries. And so we pray, O oh Lord, that you would equip us, equip this body of Christ, this church, with all that it needs by the power of the Holy Spirit, that your work may be carried out and that our work may be done in love and for your glory. We are reminded this day that you've given us the bread of life that might endure to eternal life, and it is your will that all should live and not perish. Oh God, we pray that this same bread would be given to all who are in distress, all who might need their bodies fed, their minds fed, as well as their spirit. We pray for each one that is listed in all those that are in our hearts now. Oh God, you are the giver of life. And in your love, we know you hear us because we offer these prayers in the unity of the church and in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward now to receive our tithes and our offerings.
Please be seated. Our scripture lesson today is from John's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning at verse 24. John's Gospel, chapter 6, beginning at verse 24. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And so they asked him, What miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for calling us here by your spirit. Thank you for being present to us through the sacrament. Help us to understand and rejoice in our rich heritage as Christians of the nourishing bread of heaven, Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Now, I love bread. (laughs) All kinds of bread. Cornbread, biscuits, loaf bread, French bread, pita bread, garlic bread, sourdough bread. I love bread. You know, in the South, bread is a vegetable, right? Everybody knows that? I'm not surprised about my love for bread. If you might recall last week, I talked about my grandmother, Curtis, who would fry me up French fries morning, noon, and night because that's all I would eat. Well, guess what else she found out that I would eat? It's homemade bread. And she would make this stuff called, she called it flat cake, and she'd make this dough up and she'd roll it out flat and cook it. And it was so good. It was so, so good. And the day she died, the day she died, she had rolled up some of that dough and was in the refrigerator. And all of us cousins were trying to figure out who was going to be the lucky person to get to take that dough home with them because we knew we'd never have any more. If you've ever been through my hometown of Valdez, North Carolina, you know that the Waldensian Bakery is there and it still sends forth some of the most pleasing smells of fresh baked bread. I love bread. And I love that the Bible has so many references to bread. 
And it's so easy to understand why the people who had just witnessed the miracle of the multiplication of their loaves and fishes would go in search of Jesus. It makes perfect sense that the crowd would search for this bread-making miracle worker, Jesus. And Jesus understood it. Because he said right back at him, he says, you're not looking for me. You're looking for that bread. You ate your full. Now you're hungry for more. You see, that is the way desire is. Our desire is that way. And we expend a great deal of effort and work to attain our desire. But Jesus wants us to understand that there's something more important than that. And Jesus said to them, in effect, don't spend all your energy, your time, your money, your efforts, and your life's work on something as fleeting as food. Instead, uh, spend it on food that does not spoil, that endures to eternal life. And this is the bread the Son of Man will give you. You know, after having that most delicious bread, fresh and smelling so good and along the Galilean Sea, I can see why they wanted Jesus to duplicate this miracle. Now what's that you're thinking? How do I know that it was fresh and smelled good? Do you really think the Lord would have went to all the trouble to do a miracle and that it would be moldy and smelly bread? Of course not. Of course not. Do you really think that that crowd would have traveled all around past the Sea of Galilee just because Jesus had produced some kind of old stale moldy bread? Of course not. You see, I don't think that we, they were being rude necessarily. I don't think they were being unbelieving necessarily. I think they, even though they had asked for a duplication of this miracle, I really think it was because they had experienced this bread, this wonderful bread. This, think about the best bread you've ever had in your life or where you might can get it, and then imagine heavenly bread. How, how it doesn't even compare. Heavenly bread. Give me some of that heavenly bread. And you see, the crowd is getting into this. They can see that Jesus is bantering with them a little bit. And so they're, they're still afraid that they're not going to get their miracle. They're not going to get their bread. And so they say, well, you know, the Bible says that Moses called down manna from heaven. You know, that crowd figured that they might could tempt Jesus into producing one more miracle better than Moses. They had let their desires overrule their good sense. Have any of you ever let your desire overrule your good sense? Have you? I bet you have. I know I have. Uh, I ask most boat owners, and they'll tell you. <laughs> most boat owners think that uh, that was the worst decision they ever made was buy a boat. Um, ask me someday about the desire I had to own a Cadillac, Eldorado, convertible, and I'll tell you that it was an example where my desire overruled my good sense. There is lots of times that this happens to us. This is our problem. We get excited, we get obsessed with things of this world instead of the things of spiritual nature. But then we're called back, aren't we? We're called back by the voice of the Lord when He puts things in perspective and He says so clearly, God the Father has given you something greater than ordinary bread. The bread God gives us from heaven. It is spiritual and it gives you something more than a temporarily filled stomach. It gives life. And the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Listen to that. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 
Now, if you're paying attention in the scriptures, or if you still have your Bibles open, if you happen to know, you'll look, you'll see that right there something changes. Right there in that sentence, there's something that happens to those folks. They're changed in an instant, in a flick of an eye. They begin to think not with their bodies, but with their spirits. Because the next thing that comes out of their mouth is not another temptation, uh, not another uh, goading of Jesus to do a miracle, but it is an affirmation of that when they say, Sir, give us that bread. Give us that bread. That's the bread we really want. You see, we bread lovers will readily admit that sometimes we think with our stomachs, all right? But you see, for a moment right there in that scripture, you see what's going on with that crowd of people who are before Jesus. They begin to think that if this fella can give us the bread that our bodies crave, how might he supply the food that my spirit craves? Now get this. What might this Jesus do about the hunger that never goes away inside me? What might this Jesus do about the emptiness that seems to stay within me? What might this Jesus do about the burden of a life ever searching and never finding? Just maybe this Jesus can do this with that bread. Maybe Jesus can give us some of that eternal living bread, that nourishing, forgiving, precious bread. And then you can almost hear them shout, give me this bread, give us this bread. For we hunger deep down inside. I hunger deep down inside and it cannot be filled. Jesus, give us this bread. Now, friends, I don't want you to miss this. Is a, there's a whole bunch of grace comes out of the Lord Jesus Christ's mouth in this next few words when he says to their calling for this life-giving bread, Jesus says, I am that bread. I am the bread of life. I am. I am the bread you crave and need. I am. There's a whole lot of grace in that words, in those words to us hungry beggars. You see, we are very easily persuaded to go with our first desire and to settle for a loaf of ordinary bread. And God shows up offering bread like no other, the bread of eternal life. Oh, we are so ready to settle for less. And our loving God wants to give us so much more. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. It's time for us to eat from the heavenly banquet, the heavenly bakery, and let our desire and be our focus, and let our focus be our Lord, and let us focus now upon the Lord's table where we will be filled.
I direct you to the insert in your bulletin for the invitation, confession, and pardon. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and each other. Merciful God, we confess we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray prayers of intercession and confession. Let us pray. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Few. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church 
You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night which He gave Himself up for us, He took the bread, He gave thanks to you, He broke the bread, He gave it to His disciples, He said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, He took the cup, He gave thanks to you, gave it to His disciples, and He said, Drink from this, all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here and upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. This is the bread of heaven, the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. United Methodist Church practices an open communion. That means that all are welcome, regardless of age, regardless of whether or not you're a member of this church. I ask the ushers to come forward at this time to direct the choir to go first, and then to direct you. If you need assistance at the end, if you'll raise your hand and the sacrament be brought to you. The Lord's table is open.
Let us pray. Thank you, O oh God, for this eternal mystery in which you give yourself to us. Help us to go into the world and give ourselves to others. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.